welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be telling some stories that came to us from in the mail as well as some stuff that I did this week. There's not a whole lot of news as we lead into the last remaining week of the current update that we're dealing with for September and waiting patiently for this massive update that is coming October 16th. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about what is leaving with the next update. Now, we are currently a week out or so from the next update. The update is coming out on October 16th. It will be the Fort of the Damned. And this week, I would imagine that they're going to be doing a much deeper dive into what that is going to entail with this weekly update from the devs. Uh, That being said, I wanted to make sure that all of you know that currently all of the Smuggler's Fortune content is going to be leaving on the 15th. So if you have any commendations that you still need to get done before then, whether it be the Sea to Sea Post uh, voyages or the Reaper's Grave voyages, all of the the actual drawings that you have to find with Stitcher Jim and the Masked Stranger, make sure you get all of those done this week. And if you are trying to farm up some doubloons, I would recommend using the uh, Reaper's Graveyard Voyages and the Sea Post to Sea Post Voyages as a way to try and turn those in early so that you can still get some of the doubloons. Keep in mind with each one, you're only going to get five doubloons per crate. So if you do the legendary one or the standard Reaper's Grave, that's at least going to be 35 uh, to 50 doubloons if you get all of those turned in on time. Otherwise, they will just be the 250 gold per. Uh, With that, you're going to have a lot of luck trying to pair this up with the Reaper's Chests as those will give you 15 each. I know last time I went out the other night, I went out and farmed up a couple of the crates and turned those in down in the Devil's Roar uh, at Eleanor's uh, sea post and I fortunately had a devil's or no a reaper's chest not too far from devil's ridge so I finished up my crates and then I sailed over to the shipwreck that was over outside of devil's ridge and then just turned both of those all in to uh, the the duke and the sea post and that that was a 25 uh, doubloon gain right there so fairly easy if you try to plan out some of these obviously If other people are out there looking for these, it's going to be a little bit harder. But I did want to make sure that you guys try to get those commendations as this is going to be the last week you can attempt to get those completed. I know some people like myself still have some of those sea post to sea post voyages to complete to make sure you get them in on time to get the commendations for it. Uh, The other thing that is going to be changing in the next update, we don't know what's going to be coming, but the Pirate Emporium. So currently... If you want the burden bear stuff, uh, if you want the current bundles for the pets, those, oh, and the uh, emote bundle pack. Uh, if you do are, want those, then you need to make sure that you get those purchased. Uh, go out hunting for some ancient skeletons, try and find those, just use, to, use those to try and discount the cost of the actual cosmetics because those are effectively going to be changing once this update goes live. Uh, We don't quite know what's going to be coming in 
currently, but I would imagine that they will probably add some more interesting things for us to purchase. And with any luck, they'll be Halloween themed. Uh, I would love to see some actual kind of spooky, ghostly stuff that can go along with uh, our outfits and our pets and our cosmetics uh, as we look for the the, uh, or the ghosts that are over on Crook's Hollow. With that, we're going to just kind of have to wait and see what's coming with the next update. Um, like I said, this week when the the weekly dev update video came out it was mostly joe kind of recounting what was what it was like to be at twitchcon and then kind of giving people some information about the tw uh, the new york comic-con panel that came this last weekend as well too and it was really nice to have them kind of kind of touch base with the the streaming community uh i'm looking forward to e3 because i think that'll be a good opportunity for us to as fans to get tickets to go see uh, the the rare dev team. I know that over in London, uh, what is it, EGX is coming, so hopefully folks will be able to get a chance to go see the rare team there as well. Uh, that is basically it as far as news goes. Uh, a lot of the stuff that is kind of coming down the pipeline for the content, we're, we're still kind of waiting on. And a lot of this week is mostly going to be kind of based around the community and how the community is doing um, a lot of people have reached out and expressed their their concerns or their their dissatisfaction their their unsatisfaction no i can't think their their feelings towards the arena right now because the arena has had the first um the first opportunity for people who are playing on xbox with controllers to opt out of the playing experience leaving uh, mixed crews to fend against each other in the arena and the one sentiment that seems to be coming across loud and clear to me is that wait times have increased substantially and this is something that was actually adjusted fairly shortly after arena actually came out arena came out and they recognized that people were sitting around the sea dog tavern uh, they would refresh the entire thing eventually they just kind of uh, started a whole new server and populated people as quickly as possible but the trouble that they're running into was when it was quick to jump into a game now it's exceptionally long uh, some some people have reached out and said that it's taking anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes to actually get into a game now obviously with that kind of a statement it's going to be kind of subjective uh it depends a lot on who you're trying to play with if these crews are mixed if they're purely xbox players as well as what time they're playing all these factors come into play when we're talking about duration time so when some people haven't had any problems getting into arena matches others are running into significant problems so hopefully this is something that can be addressed by rare as they take a little look into why the times have increased but it seems fairly clear from a an outsider's perspective that what's happened is that you've given uh, the, the 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 people that want to play with just Xbox uh, players an opt out opportunity, and that's splitting the player base. 
Now, we're already looking at a player base that has been split. Uh, a lot of the people that would normally be out on the seas hunting out, hunting down other pirates looking for that PvP competition have moved into Arena. And some of those have either stopped playing or moved back to Adventure now that they're uh, a Sea Dog level 50 and they've gained all the cosmetics. So unless they're going in just for the sake of actually having a good time and playing with other people, they should be filtering back into Adventure mode to work on some of the commendations that are coming out content wise for adventure mode as opposed to arena and this still kind of brings up a big question of how will the game play when you're playing at odd hours and you run into a situation where adventure and arena both have this cross play opt out uh, one of the few things that a lot of people have been trying to do to combat this is to make sure that when they haven't seen a lot of people in a while, they all get on the boat and then they drop the anchor and see if the server merges. Uh, if the server merges, then you're getting uh, pushed in with another group of people. But there have been instances where that hasn't been a problem with the, the crews that I've been playing with. And then other times on different days, we'll get two or three different uh, merges on, on the same with the same crew in the same night. So it's tough to say right now how the player base is going to look when you start offering opt-out for adventure mode as well as arena. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe instead of arena, uh, we should have gone with private servers because it still, it still gives us the sense of being able to have people, well, see, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know what, I take that back. I don't think that they should have gone with private servers, but I do feel that sense of uh, people not being in adventure mode when you want to play. And obviously coming from the arena side, a lot of people are expressing that they don't feel like there's enough people playing on that as well. Now, I will say that obviously this is probably the busiest time for gaming as as a, as a as an industry. So if, if you were looking for a lot of people to be playing right now, that's going to be harder because just a lot more content is being released across the different consoles, uh, as well as Game Pass and PS Now, all those different things. So a lot of people are jumping into other games and the upswing in content uh is is like we're at the cusp we're at the we're at the 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 precipice of jumping over to a new update where that's going to bring a lot of people that want to get the new content done back into the game when there's something to new to do because a lot of people probably have already completed all of the content if you aren't the pirates that just really love playing the game for playing the game and don't necessarily need the the content to drive your 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 decision to actually play the game then you're probably fine. You're probably having a fine time. But a lot of people do tend to take the time off uh, between updates when they've completed all those commendations to make sure that they're still touching base with other games that they enjoy or at least playing through new new experiences uh, with a lot of the games that are coming out. With the next update coming on the 16th, I imagine that we'll probably see an influx of people as they come back to jump on the new content and be able to uh, uh, have more in, in interesting kind of uh, experiences out in the world as you're playing. Uh, you'll probably see more people coming to Adventure to try out the new content and you'll probably see more engagements, you'll probably see more loot and more com more cosmetics to actually work towards. In fact, I think this update 
just based on what I've experienced in the Insiders, is going to be one of the biggest updates since uh, Anniversary Update came out. Now, bear in mind, I think in the future, the next update after this will probably have even more. But I can say with a sense of certainty that the stuff that I imagine is coming with this next update should have a plethora of, of new stuff for people to do and get. Uh, I don't know if any of that is going to apply to Arena, though. And it makes me wonder um, if Jason Cross has some plans coming uh, that they're working on right now to bring either new modes, which they've talked about sloops coming, uh, dual sloops as a mode for, for the arena, if that's coming soon rather than later, hopefully sooner. And that would definitely bring some more interest to the crews that don't have a full galleon crew to be able to jump in and, and enjoy the arena the way that they enjoy the arena on a ship that they're better at handling. Uh, not everyone's comfortable or enjoys being on the galleon and having four people at any given time isn't always a, an option for many players. So having an ability to grab one trusty other crewmate and go out and sail in arena in a in a duo sloop would probably be a little more interesting uh, and hopefully they're working towards bringing brigantines as well into that mix um, i'm also hoping that they that they take the um I, I i posted this out to him and i can't remember honestly if i've talked about it in the podcast so i do want to toss out the idea that in arena it would be a, an amazing mode if you had a, a capture point system similar to other games you know halo does this uh, gears of war does this destiny does this a lot of shooters uh, battlefield um, call of duty everyone has uh, multiplayer maps where you have to hold a point and when you hold a point then you get points uh, to, to accrue to get to the end of the actual match um, and obviously killing other players contributes to that game uh, in some games and same some modes so the idea that i pose to jason and hopefully this is something that they can implement fairly quickly is a capture point system in sea of thieves arena where you have five islands uh you have five different beacons the ones that we light for the fairy of the the, the dam stuff the 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 lantern and stuff we have the different colors each crew all five crews have uh, a, a different flame a color that represents their crew and we have the different colors and we should have the different flames available so that way each crew they're automatically given the color so whenever you hold up your lantern it is your color regardless you can't take another color you can't lose that color so the goal of this is to build it so that if everyone was to take an island and everyone was to light one beacon it would end in a stalemate because all the teams would accrue points at the same time so the only way to win is to take other people's beacons and the best way to do this is to try and split up your team uh, so that one crew leaves a couple people at their beacon to defend it. Or perhaps they think that they can do better by just sailing around and trying to cycle uh, which crew can make it to the other islands quicker to be able to douse the lantern or the beacon that's on that island and then in turn put their flame up. And obviously the goal is whoever has the most flames gains points the faster or gains points faster and then whoever has the 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 points you know name a cap insert quantity here first wins and then subsequently whoever has the the next highest points would get second place so on and so forth 
and generate a different mode as opposed to just trying to find maps, just trying to dig up treasure, and just trying to take out other ships while they stockpile treasure uh, and steal it. Obviously, the same um, point system would apply. So say that you sink another ship, they would lose points. If you sink another ship, then you gain points. If you kill other pirates, then you gain points. Every hit on a, on a, on a ship with a cannon uh, gains you points. And that will help kind of supplement the people that aren't good at defending uh, beacons an opportunity to go out and sink other crews while maybe they hold on to one or, or two different beacons. But with five different ships and five different islands with five different colors, it'll be interesting in my mind, at least, to see how they can approach this type of game mode and see how well that would work out, uh, especially with having possibly even more crews and more colors with duo sloops and brigantines and really kind of mix up the the style of gameplay if you have a bunch of different islands and you have uh, like a center island that has uh, a beacon that's that's uh, lit or, or maybe even gains double the points so say you take that middle island and there's four outlying islands in a square shape uh, or you know however you want to organize it but there's a, a ring of, sh uh, uh, of islands with beacons and then one in the center. And that one in the center is the one that gains you double the points. That is obviously the quickest to get to from any of the other islands, uh, but also the hardest to hold. These are just some of the ideas that I was thinking about with the arena and how they can kind of mix things up to get more people in there. Because there's definitely an evidence of people moving back to adventure with the content that's been dropped every month. Uh, the, the lack of rewards beyond level 50 for the Sea Dog reputation. Uh, and also just giving players an opportunity to, to jump in to do something that's a little bit different than just standard gold hoarder missions with a higher chance of PvP in arena mode in that 23 minute or 24 minute uh, time frame. So other than that, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to talk to before I jump into the actual community content that I wanted to talk about, some of the stories that I got. I don't think there, oh, there is, hold on. All right, pirates, so thanks go out first off to Captain J of the Crow's Nest. He's a good buddy of mine. I, I love his content when, when he's putting out his YouTube videos. He's been on the podcast and I tried really, really hard well, I, I guess I asked him, so I don't know how hard that is. Uh, I didn't beg with him or, or offer to pay him money, so I guess I didn't try too hard. But his birthday was on Saturday, and he spent his birthday going to New York Comic Con to visit the Rare Dev team. And he actually managed to get uh, an, an interview with uh, Mike Chapman, uh, the senior game designer. So um mike sat down with him they talked about the new content and he's going to have that out hopefully this week i heard that the panel for new york comic-con was recorded uh they did state that in the video from what i've heard they're looking to get that out hopefully by this tuesday and with any luck we'll we'll be able to kind of dive into that but I did ask Jay uh, for a little bit of information about the gist of that actual panel since anyone that went there got to hear the whole thing. And that's not all. They actually got a gift. Uh, so if you went to New York Comic Con, you already know about this, so it's no surprise to you. But for the for the people that actually went to the panel, they actually got the Sea of Thieves uh, trading company comic. Uh, all three volumes in one comic 
as a gift. So there's story that is coming to help explain. Now this is, for, for those of you that, that may not remember, back a year ago at the last New York Comic Con panel, they introduced the idea of more comics coming out beyond DeMarco and Lissetti's crews hunting down uh, the chest that their father led them to uh, to get to the Sea of Thieves. And with these comics, these were going to be the origins for the trade companies, the Gold Hoarders, the Order of Souls, and the Merchant Alliance, the three that we currently have in the game that are the original trade companies. Now, obviously, we've had the Hunter's Call and the Sea Dogs uh, since then, but we've been wondering, or at least I've been wondering as a lore hound, when these comics were going to be introduced out for the public. Uh, now we kind of have a better idea of when that's going to happen because they've already printed up the limited comics that were uh, made available for the, the, the attendees of the New York Comic Con panel for 2019. And we've had since June uh, a leaked one that came out through Comixology through Amazon. Amazon accidentally leaked the second issue, which focused around the Merchant Alliance. Uh, I did pick this up and I did read through it. I'm not going to spoil it here. Um, I'm going to buy all of them when they all come out. So I'm just waiting for them to actually be released so I can actually buy them properly. Because while I did technically steal the original one, uh, it was made available for free. And well, <laughs> what can I say? I like free stuff. But I don't want to dive into that until it's been properly uh, announced. Um, I'm, I'm basically kind of putting that under the NDA clause of content as far as lore goes because it, while it's cool um, I, I want to have better context for the actual thing and the only way I'm going to have better context is for when that actually comes out for real so back in June that came out we're waiting for the first one whichever one that's going to be if it's going to be the gold hoarder or the order of souls we don't know but the second one is definitely relating to the how the merchant alliance was established uh, all of the attendees now know and they haven't said anything and they haven't posted anything online that I've seen that shows what the contents of the comic uh, has been. So I haven't gotten a chance to dig around for that. But the New York Comic Con panel happened on Saturday. Uh, Jay got an interview with Mike. Uh, we did get a little bit of information about what's coming down the line because the whole goal of the panel was actually to focus on the uh, kind of story in-game. More, more tall tale information, the design around that. Uh, I believe George in the team, he was the gentleman who I believe uh, was the one that used to design escape rooms. I could be wrong on that, um, but Mike, Adam, and Pete, Mike and... Uh, uh, obviously a designer of the game, creator of all of our lore, uh, Lord and Savior, Whale Lord, and uh, my, or Adam and Pete, the, the two that have been spearheading all of the expanded universe content for the game. So Athena's Fortune, the, tall, the Tales of the Sea of Thieves, the art book, the comics, the, the plushies, anything that you used to buy. And speaking of which, if Adam and Pete, uh, if anyone hears this and is an earshot of them, if they could find out or at least give us an update on when the store uh, for Sea of Thieves is going back up so we can return to buying merchandise like shirts, mugs, 
journals, buttons, things like that. I would love to know when that's actually coming back. And speaking of stuff that should be coming soon, the Sea of Thieves. Um, oh my gosh, oh, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that because I got to I got to pause this. I got to pause the recording, do a little more research because uh, I almost forgot to talk about something that I'll I'll, I'll get back to. But I want to keep on the New York Comic Con panel thing because. Uh, courtesy of Captain J, he gave us, uh, man, I've really been dragging this out. I just realized I've been talking this long. I haven't even told you guys what, what was going on in the panel. My apologies. <laughs> I didn't realize. Um, so he says that, that these are, and these are verbatim from what he told me, uh, or what he, he mentioned in his discord server. Uh, there's the next tall tale that will be coming is called the sea bound soul. And it has to do with the black witch, which uh, sorry, that sounded weird. If if you guys have been paying attention in game, the Black Witch has been a ship on Shipwreck Bay for a long time. It's been named. It is an Easter egg to an old rare game that came out a long time ago. It's had a captain portrait with a riddle that leads you to believe that it is Pendragon, the uh, protagonist in the Black Witch game. And as of late, there has been a table with dark rituals and mysterious artifacts sitting on there. I talked about this a while back and how it's going to be something that I think is going to be relevant fairly soon. And it seems like it's going to be even sooner than I, I imagined. And uh, the tall tale, the seabound soul has to do with the Black Witch. Uh, we don't know much more than that, but if I had to take a guess, it will definitely involve how the Black Witch ended up on Shipwreck Bay. And if Shipwreck Bay is actually called Shipwreck Bay because of the Black Witch or it was called Shipwreck Bay prior to the Black Witch crashing there, or if someone made it off of the island and then called it Shipwreck Bay because of the Black Witch. I kind of wonder about that, but meh. I, I guess one of those, that'll be a question for Mike at some point. Next thing he mentioned, mermaids are going to happen one day slash exploration to some extent underwater. Um, this has been something that has been alluded to. Uh, uh, Mike has mentioned in the past that the mermaid statues will be explained. Uh, there's been mention of the pearls in the book as far as being able to communicate with the mermaids so that they that we understand each other. There's a lot of, of kind of build up to mermaids. And I think that this is something that's going to be kind of a big undertaking for rare. If, if they want to explore underwater then they have to figure out how to make that actually feasible for us because a lot of the time if you go too long underwater you can't hold your breath and you start losing air and then you suffocate and die under the water that was really morbid uh happy halloween um so hopefully with this, we'll, we'll get an opportunity to get a really well-developed uh, concept around when to actually go into uh, the water to actually speak with the mermaids, see where they where they are maybe, or at least do something with them. I don't know. I, I haven't quite figured that out or, or what the goal of, of us visiting them would be. Like, I don't know why we would be going to actually visit them unless something really bad came. The... Next thing that was mentioned, uh, let's see, we will see new areas in future tall tales and that the shroud is moving plays a part. And that's kind of interesting um, because the what I think of this kind of goes back to when we had the lore Q&A. Uh, and the lore Q&A, they talked about wanting to do a tall tale 
that involved the shores of gold. They wanted to revisit the shores of gold. And they also wanted to give a, a tall tale that was specific for pirate legends. And currently, the way the shroud is currently designed, uh, there is that portion down in the ancient isles that is is shrouded in mystery. It's it's obvious that there's there's area for development there because of how the the layout for the devil shroud was designed. Uh, or no, sorry, the forsaken shores. Um, how the forsaken forsaken shores was designed. It was designed in in mind to make room for tribute peak. Uh, the shores of gold and I imagine that the area below ancient isles uh, may not be something that will recede the the shroud so that we can actually venture into that area but I'm wondering if maybe since they already have tribute peak developed that that area will become unshrouded and be made available for everyone to visit and the shroud breaker won't be such a necessity uh, in that area. And if in my mind, if I'm using lore to try and explain why uh, the shroud would recede from that area and un uh, and and reveal tribute peak, I'm I'm thinking that a lot of it has to do with the with the frequency of pirates using the shroud breaker to actually make it to the to tribute peak because. If you think about it, it's been a long time since anyone actually went out to Tribute Peak before we did. Uh, Briggsy was the last pirate to actually make it out there. And before them, before her, was uh, the the Gold Hoarder, uh, Ramses. Or not Ramses, uh, Rathbone. I don't know why I said Ramses. Um, Rathbone went out and cursed... Uh, uh, Ramses went out with his, his crews and cursed Rathbone. Uh, he, he turned into the Gold Hoarder and the Gold Hoarder slinked back into uh his his home and he had his skeleton crews go out get a bunch of treasure take it back and he hoarded it all there and the last few people that were there was uh the the crew from athena's fortune who went there to battle the gold hoarder and then subsequently left uh not all of them uh sorry spoilers and uh and and briggsy briggsy was the last one i believe uh to try and get out to the shores of gold uh and and while while i think she made it there alive as a human i think she left under a much different circumstance and that's why we were fighting her as a, a skeleton who was uh, desiring to get to, to try and figure out how to become human again uh not too unlike beauty and the beast but just a little more morbid again happy halloween uh so oh where was i going with this i just i just lost my train of thought um Oh, uh, so yeah, so so I think um, when when Jay mentions that uh, we'll see new areas in the future Tall Tales and that the Shroud is moving plays a part, I, I think what they're referring to is is that one of the next Tall Tales that we get could potentially involve uh, Tribute Peak, and it will hopefully be something that is designed around giving legendary or pirate legends something new to work on specifically. Um, and capped Celeste in in our in in our Discord, uh, she brought up that there is a stool that is in the Pirate Legend Tavern in front of the barkeep. Um, I did some research. I found an old an old picture of the actual tavern uh, that I took back in August of 2018, and sure enough, that that table that stool is present in that photo. Uh, but it is indeed the same asset that is currently being used. Uh, next to the mysterious stranger for the gold hoarder tall tale and if i had to put money on it i would say that that would be a great place to put a pirate legend 
uh, tall tale for just pirate legends and actually give us a, a good reason to get back down into the pirate legend tavern because for all accounts unless you're uh not athena 10 or pirate legend there's very little reason for you to go down there because a lot of the stuff that is down there is requiring very large achievements to be able to accomplish so generally you're going to be working on one of those specifically to try and get uh stuff done and i think the last stuff that i have for me is like turning in animals uh sea dog rep and killing the skeleton fleets i think those are the the main three that i have left to do to get the the equipment available for the pirate legend cosmetics um which that's just a it's a huge grind and i'm taking it uh you know one one sail at a time i'm just going little by little um but to have a tall tale just for pirate legends i think would be great uh having it down there would be a great reason to go back down there and hopefully in the future we'll be able to have more content more story driven uh excuse me driving us down into the pirate legend tavern more than just going down there to get uh pirate legend uh, uh athena's voyages so I'm trying to think, uh, oh, oh, okay. So moving into the next bullet point that, that Jay gave us from the summary for the New York Comic Con panel, uh, more characters from the expanded universe will be showing up and vice versa. I, I don't know what he means by vice versa though. That's, that's kind of in my mind, I'm not sure. Maybe people are, oh, okay. So I think I understand what he means here. Uh, more characters from the expanded universe, so a la the comics and the books, will be showing up in the game. And subsequently, in-game characters will probably start making an appearance in future exp uh, expanded universe content. Uh, more comics, books, things like that. So in my mind, I think what that means is characters that are currently in the game that were that were developed specifically for the game, uh, like Deadshot Charlotte on uh, Lone Cove, or some of the different um, cargo turn-in people like uh, Five Steps uh, Frank, some of them, uh, as well as I imagine Duke, would be some of the people who could be brought out from the game and actually written into the stories that come from some of the expanded universe content. Subsequently, I think some of the expanded content characters that were say like uh, Lissetti and DeMarco's crew would be very welcome in the Sea of Thieves and could definitely find themselves uh, as very established positions to help kind of expand the Sea Dogs or even create new interesting things for us to do uh, that revolve around their story. Um, one of the things that Jay did mention from the panel is that new monsters are definitely coming. And I'm excited about that because I don't know about you guys, but we've now had gold skellies. We've had shade, shadow skellies. We've had uh, salads. Um, we've, we've had the, the plant skellies. We've had the gold hoarder skellies. We've had the coral skellies. We've had the ancient skeleton skellies. We've had the normal skellies. Am I missing any? I, I'm trying to think if there are any other skellies that, that have been in the game. Um, and that's all we fight. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's there's sharks, there's, there's megalodons, which are just bigger sharks, and then there's the kraken. And I think everything else is purely just skeleton based. Um, we've even, oh, oh, the skeleton lords. Sorry, I can't, I can't forget the skeleton captains and the skeleton lords with the unique models that they get. But new monsters, folks, that's, 
a very welcome uh, note to, to get from the crew, uh, from, from the team. It's, it's nice that new, new monsters are coming. Hopefully not bipedal, uh, flesh-lacking creatures. Uh, maybe something that has flesh that maybe has four legs. Uh, that would be nice. The next thing that I think kind of goes hand in hand with uh, some of the, the kind of um, lore Q&A that came last time we were talking with the dev team on the forums, uh, traps and other mechanical elements from Tall Tales will be making their way onto the islands throughout the world. To, to and, and to kind of summarize what, what I think, or to kind of kind of bring a little more color to what I think that means, I believe what they're talking about are the traps that you see on say like devil's ridge stuff that was designed to look like it was uh, uh something that you should be cautious of but actually isn't a trap it's just an aesthetic uh they're they're looking to bring some of those traps and stuff to actual regular missions uh and this kind of goes hand in hand with them talking about wanting to make um new riddle voyages uh something that that they said they wanted to give uh, rewards for the multiple stages of a riddle uh, but to implement um, some of the the traps and mechanics with the standard voyages that you would go out and do on a regular basis so that way the islands aren't so uh, um, tame I guess would be the best way to, to, to say it they're they're not nearly as uh, as, as stoic or um, stagnant I think as uh, as they are currently where the only threats that you really have are the skeletons uh giving us actual environment um uh, uh issues or, or things to kind of be aware of to, that could could threaten us uh is kind of a nice step it brings a breathes a little more life into the islands that that normally right now are just very dormant um they don't really do a whole lot unless you're out in the devil shroud if you're out in the devil shroud and you're near a volcano you very you know very well how active uh that island is and the skellies are typically the 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 least of your concerns uh when it comes to volcanoes something like that for the regular sea of thieves world with the or the the original seas the three seas uh i think would be a very welcome change to some of the different voyages that you have to go out and do uh i'm really looking forward to them kind of revamping the current riddle system to make it a little more interesting for us to to go out in the world uh i'm still i'm still a firm believer that they should have um something with the skeletons that you go out and fight like if i still feel like skeleton captain heads uh the skulls that you have should be a quest starting point um like if you kill a skeleton captain its head talks to you and you you know you have instead of offering the skull uh or actually i'm sorry um the left action key uh whatever whatever your primary key is because the secondary action is to offer it out the primary function of it should be to lift it up to your ear and hear its whispers and the whispers should be something that actually give you an opportunity to create a new voyage a voyage directly based on what they know so you know because they because you bested them instead of being destroyed uh, by the order of souls and their their information absorbed then you should be able to gain that knowledge and you just deposit their skull somewhere and they'll they'll resurrect somewhere else and do whatever they got to do and that way 
you you get a better voyage uh, for saving the skull as opposed to turning it into the Order of Souls where they're just going to do whatever they do to it and it'll be destroyed the way I've seen it in the Tall Tales. If they could do something like that, I think that would be great. Um, even if it was just like a, a way for you to kind of start a voyage uh, without having to buy one from the Order of Souls or, or pick one up from the actual trade companies themselves or a message in a bottle you know something that's a little more uh uh um emergent um you know something that's more natural so many times you know you it would be great if you killed a killed a pirate and come to find out like he actually had a bunch of treasure that was buried uh but because that pirate was just a regular pirate nothing changes for them but because you sank them just because they didn't have anything on their ship they drop a couple message in a messages in a bottle that then take you to certain islands to dig up treasure that you know quote unquote was their stash. Uh, I love that concept. I love the idea of, of something like that happening. That was it as far as the New York Comic Con preview. Obviously, like I mentioned, they recorded the panel. There's going to be uh, the full release later this week. I would imagine that this week they're going to take advantage of the extra week to release an in-depth video or hopefully more information about what the uh, uh found or the oh, i almost said festival the fort of the damned uh that's coming next week will be we we still don't know a whole lot about it i can't wait to find out they said this is going to be better than the festival of the damned it's the halloween celebration and Trickster actually uh, mentioned in the Discord after last last week's episode, he actually brought up the fact that even though this is coming out on the 16th, my concern was is that they would have less time uh, to be able to between um, updates. But come to find out, there is still actually four weeks between the 16th and the second Wednesday of November. So we're actually still getting the same amount of time as we normally would for the Fort of the Damned update. We're just getting an extra week with the Smuggler's Fortune stuff. So again, make sure you guys are getting out there. Make sure you're getting those crates turned in. Uh, try to get as much gold as you can just based on a little bit of information I've gleaned from insiders. Try to save up some gold because if you're one of those people that loves getting all of the cosmetics and you haven't got millions of gold, um, you're going to feel bad if you don't have enough to pick up all the stuff that I think is going to be coming. Now, obviously, because it's insiders, I have no clue what's actually coming this update or next update. Like I mentioned last podcast, stuff that I thought was coming in the September update didn't make it into the September update. So hopefully we'll get some new stuff coming in with uh, with the October update. I think that's kind of why they pushed it back is they wanted to kind of test some other stuff and make sure things weren't messing up. Uh, with that, I think it's time to move on to Captain's Log and First Mate's Log. All right, Pirates. I was going to do the Captain's Log and then I totally forgot halfway through the last item on the docket I forgot that I was going to jump into some information that we got uh, this last week regarding the Sea of Thieves role-playing game. Yes, the role-playing game. The game that is uh, board, map, counters, dice, playing D&D with Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. They mentioned that these are going to be shipping the second week of November. Uh, if you want to pick these up, I'm going to have the links to order them. Um, there's the digital book that you can download if you want the information. There's extra boxes of dice. And there's the box set. The box set does have the Sea of Thieves 
liveries, uh, the sails for the Lord Guardian. This is this is the red and white Kraken sails. That's the invert to what's on the cover of the, the, the box art for the game itself. If you look on the box, uh, it's got the Reaper's mark, but it has the galleon there being attacked by the Kraken. On the sails, it has that Kraken, the Lord Guardian image. Uh, the sails are white and the image is red. These are the inverse of that. So the sails are red and the image is white. That is a DLC code that is available if you purchase the box set for this. Uh, in the UK, it's 60 pounds. In the US, it's $80. $80. And this is something that I've already got pre-ordered. I'm waiting for it to come out. It's got a huge map. Uh, they, they put out a video, which I'll have a link to in the show notes as well, to uh, they pulled out the map and they unfolded it. This map is absolutely huge. I've got a big painting of Harlequin uh, from Batman right behind my monitors that's on the wall. And this is it's a pretty big canvas. I'm fairly certain that this map is actually bigger than this canvas, which if I'm looking at this canvas right now, I want to say it's uh, four feet by four feet. Um, I have no clue what that is in metrics. I'm a, I'm a filthy imperialist. Uh, so sorry, uh, UK, with, with your actual proper um, metrics. And I wanted to mention this because you still have time to pre-order this. Uh, if you pre-order the box set, you do get a digital copy of the actual role-playing books that you can download, you can print them out, you can read through them. And from what I've heard, there's actually more lore to do in or more lore based on the game from these books than anything that's currently available right now, even, even including Athena's Fortune, which Athena's Fortune had a ton of lore that is now coming into the actual game. If it's true that this book of lore has more content that could be coming, this would touch with uh, some of the content that Adam and Pete have been working on with Mongoose Publishing to try and create more stuff uh, from the expanded universe that could then be coming into the Sea of Thieves game. Uh, the, the actual video game itself. So again, I'm going to have all the all the links that you need to be able to order this. If you love playing tabletop games with your friends who are also pirates as well, uh, or maybe you're a content creator and you're looking to get together a group of content creators to do a weekly stream that you can all kind of sit down and play through the Sea of Thieves role-playing game. I imagine when this does come out that you'll be able to do this uh, with up to six players or six different pirates, uh, as few as two different pirates. So even if you're just a duo sloop out there and you've got one really good friend and you want to do these adventures and kind of pass it off together, then one of you can DM and be a pirate or one of you can be a DM pirate and the other one can be a pirate and you can have two pirates working through the story. Uh, I'm really interested. I can't wait to get this in my hands and see what the Lord Guardian liveries look like in game. But I think think it's time to move into captain's log and first mate's log we got some feedback by the way so let's get into it next up on today's docket let's talk about captain's log i matey it's been a great time on the seas i've been having a heck of a good time sailing around with thorwath and gets me a beer they have been teaching me so much about just going around and being bloodthirsty pirates. In fact, I've earned more gold with them than any of the times I've been out working on my own voyages just to try and get treasure. We have stolen so much gold 
and stolen under so many guises that I can't even explain it. But to give you a, a taste of the adventures I've had with them recently, this last time I went out with them. Well, no, sorry, not the last time. One of the last times I went out with them. We jumped down to a brigantine and we're sailing around at the Devil's Roar. I joined in on them as one of our other friends was leaving. And as we get on, or as I get onto the ship, we are already making way towards a sloop to go sink. We sink that sloop with ease, steal a whole bunch of skulls from them. And I find out that these guys have actually been in an alliance with a sloop on an Athena's. And the long con here is to try and get them to do the Athenas and then meet up with them just as they're getting the chest to steal it. Now, what happens in the what happens at the end is really surprising, uh, and I'll get there. But we meet out with this sloop towards, uh, I believe it was Crook's Hollow, and we just wanted to kind of friendly, kind of drop in on them, see how they're doing, because it seems like it's taking them a while. So we wanted to check up on their progress. And as we get out there, we meet up with them and we find out they, they still have a lot of different voyages left. Now, apparently these guys have been working on this Athena for at least an hour, at least. And as we sail up to them, not only does a skeleton ship spawn but another skeleton ship spawns. So one, a sloop spawns on the sloop and a galleon spawns on our brigantine. And now we're trying to help fight off these two ships to try and make sure that our little buddies can make it to, to the end game where they get that Athena's chest and we get it. So we managed to... <laughs> we managed to kill both of the skeleton ships and save the sloop from sinking. Uh, and as we're gathering up the treasure, we start to help kind of guide these uh, two players further along on their voyage. Uh, come to find out they're actually an open crew. And we didn't know this at the time, but one of them actually ended up leaving and they got a new member on their crew. And this guy was a quote-unquote pirate legend according to his title. He had no shirt on. He was wearing pants. He had his eye patch on. And he's like, I'm a pirate legend. I'm just here for the kicks. And the pirate, le the, the pirate legend was not using uh, a microphone. The one that we had been talking with, the one that had been working on the Athena's Fortune, was using a microphone. So we were having some discourse uh, with them. Meanwhile, in a private party chat, the three of us were kind of working on how we were going to get this Athena's. Bear in mind, we're all streaming. So... <laughs> It's kind of funny that we're going on this long con. We're streaming all of it. And somewhere halfway through our, our night, Thorwath actually invites the other crew to watch the stream and gets me a beer and I are sitting there talking with ourselves. We're like, all right, well, everything we have to say right now is now going to have to be through a filter because we can't talk about lawn conning them since you just invited them into your stream. And he's like, no, that's no, no problem. They're not actually going to join. They never actually did join the stream, but had they, they would have seen this coming. So as we're sailing out to the shores of plenty, we're, we're planning on splitting up the voyages. The, the riddles we can't do with them there because each part of the riddle has to actually be uh, revealed as they do the progress on the actual riddle. So Thorwath has decided to appoint himself captain of the sloop and gets me a beer and I are sailing through uh, to the shores of planting to actually finish up the riddles. Uh, we've, gotten, we've gotten some screenshots of the uh, X marks the spot maps and we're going to head out to those islands and dig up the chests. 
as we are heading out towards Wander's Refuge, the the keep that's down or the fort that's down in that area, the one that's just south of Wander's Refuge, is active. And as we're sailing by, I notice that there's actually a sloop over there working on the fort. And I say to gets me beer. I'm like, you know, there's a sloop over there working on that fort right now, don't you? And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, let's go get it. So we we sail over to this fort and with hardly any effort, it felt like we loaded a bunch of shots into the sloop and the guy is apparently alone from what I can tell. I can't, I didn't ever see another pirate with him, but I shoot myself over there. And as I'm sitting in the water trying to find out where he's at, I see his gamer tag and he's trying to climb the ladder to one of the actual watchtowers. And I don't know why. I'm not sure why he decided to go that route. But as he's climbing the ladder, I two shot him with my flintlock pistol, climb onto his ship and start stealing as much of the, the supplies as I can. And as I'm grabbing a cannonball, I run down and as I pass the table, I see a pile, just a huge pile of Order of Souls skulls just sitting there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He's got all this. I'm talking at least 10 to 13 skulls on that voyage. It was insane. So we sink his ship. We kill him. And we jump on the fort, and as we're sitting there listening to Thomas uh, Thorwath talk to the other crew members to try and work out how to actually do a, a riddle. I don't, I don't even know how this guy got an Athena's chest, but he, they're having trouble identifying islands and trying to work out just how to do a riddle quest. Meanwhile, gets me a beer, and I decide, now that we have all this treasure, we might as well just do this fort since this is taking a while. We might as well get some gold out of, out of it, and. As the guy was dying, he was just like, I don't know what he was trying to type, but a bunch of caps locks letters just popped up in pirate text. So all I can imagine was he was just like slamming his keyboard down on the table. He was just, he was mad. He was not happy with that, uh, as proved later on. So we jump on the island and we start working on some of the, the skeleton waves. We kill one wave and we kill another wave and the, the captain horn goes off on the fort. He was almost done with this fort. He was almost scot-free. Had we had delayed any longer over in the ancient isles and not sailed over to the, to the shores of plenty, he would have had all of his skulls plus an entire fort's worth of treasure on his ship and made it to Golden Sands, never, us never knowing anything different. Instead, we managed to get all of his skulls plus a skull fort with hardly any effort at all. And we took all of it with us and we started sailing off. And as we headed over to Crescent Isle, uh, we had picked up a, or no, we already had a Reaper's chest on our ship. We had been marked for a long time. Um, so I'm actually kind of surprised that this sloop just kind of let us go and didn't bother to, uh, to be more cautious about us sailing around with a Reaper's chest with a Brigantine alliance up. But needless to say, we decided to sail over to Crescent Isle to dig up some of those chests to progress us further for this Athena that we're trying to steal. So we get over to Crescent Isle and we're on there for a little bit, not too long, I would say. And in the distance, I see a sloop and I'm like, hey, gets me a beer. There's a sloop coming. I think it's those guys that we killed at the fort. He's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got the photos, right? So you're working on the, the uh, X marks the spot? He's like, yeah, okay. I'm just going to sit tight on the fort and, or on the ship and see what happens. And the weird thing here is he actually, so the, the, the sloop came and he parked 
really far from the island far farther than a normal cannon shot at at the max distance for a person to be able to get out to like well outside of cannon range he dropped anchor and he sat there and I was trying to understand what was going on. So I told Gets Me a Beer, I was like, hey, I'm going to grab a keg and see if I can go sneak a, a keg onto their ship. He's like, OK, cool. Then we hear a cannon fire and he's like, oh, he shot himself over. So Gets Me a Beer, gets, me a beer, gets back to uh, the, the, the brigantine and defends off, fends off this one guy fairly, fairly easily. He kills him pretty quickly. Meanwhile... Um, I had already been swimming out to the island and I had actually run into this guy once. Uh, he was swimming towards the ship. So I dropped the keg and I too shot him because he was a blunder buddy. And I don't know how he didn't try and get me back, but I turned around and grabbed the keg and I kept swimming back to the ship. I never saw him again, but then he subsequently shot himself further to try and get onto the actual ship because he figured maybe if I was there alone, he could get my ship and drop a keg on it. That didn't happen. I actually managed to get the keg all the way out to the sloop. And as I'm getting to the sloop, I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to drop the keg underneath the ship or if I'm going to hop onto the ship with the keg. That's when a shark came and tried to take a bite out of me. He did actually get a bite out of me and I had to deal with that, but I heard a harpoon go off and I'm like, that's strange. The guy like shot himself from the cannon. Why am I hearing a harpoon? He actually got a buddy. So his buddy is sitting there on the harpoon. I climb up on the ship totally unnoticed and I two shot the guy. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I two shot the guy that was swimming. I shoot the guy and I hit him with my sword and he jumps off the, the ship and he decides he's going to uh, heal up and then climb up the ladder and try and get me uh, there. So I grab the keg and I go down to the mid deck and I set the keg down right next to where the ladder is on the on the starboard side of the ship. And I'm sitting in the bow underneath uh, next to the next to the equipment chest. And as soon as I hear him pop out of the water and start climbing the ladder, I shoot the keg, kill him get a bunch of holes in the sloop and sit there like a proud little pirate. Meanwhile, gets me a beer is killed the other guy and I'm waiting for the respawn. So I kill the guy that, that died that gets me a beer killed and the sloop goes down and I grab a mermaid, head back over to our ship. We continue killing the, uh, the skeletons and digging up the chests on Crescent Isle. Not a problem. Let's cut back to Thorwas progress. Thorwath is having a heck of a time with these crew because he's got a weird pirate legend guy that's not using comms, kind of trying to mess with him a little bit while he's trying to help out his buddy finish up these riddle quests. And they're they're fairly good. I mean, we're, we're looking at his stream and they're over on Cannon Cove trying to work out a voyage. And as they're working out the, the riddle quest, they realize that the riddle quest that they're working on is a message in a bottle. It's not even an Athena riddle because they're digging up a castaway chest and they're looking at it and they're like, why are we getting a, a castaway chest on an Athena's mission? This doesn't make any sense at all. Come to find out it was a message in a bottle of all things. The whole time we had been killing another sloop and digging up treasure, these guys were working on a message on a bottle unbeknownst to them. So they finally managed to get the riddle quest for the Athena's done and we start to uh, head down to the next island, which I think was Rum Runner. And as we're heading to the to the next island, uh, Thor or Thorwath and the other guys are finishing up the voyage on Cannon Cove. 
as we're meeting, we're actually getting, we're sailing past them while they're still docked at Cannon Cove. And lo and behold, the sloop crew that we had all of their treasure, plus half of this Athena voyage's treasure, plus the treasure that we had from the sloop and the two skeleton ships prior, and a reaper's chest, are all sitting, or no, I think we dumped the reaper's chest. Yeah, I think we we sailed by Ken Golden Sands, and I think we dropped that off. Uh, but we still had a ton of stuff on this ship, and we start sailing towards Rum Runner. And this, the, the sloop that we had killed twice, stolen their treasure, and the fort, are now sailing past us, and now exchanging shots with the parked buddy sloop that is working on the Athenas at Cannon's Cove. So... We finally get to Rum Runners, we confront the sloop, and we sink them for the third time. And I think they finally got the point at that point. I, fi I think they finally decided that they weren't getting their gold back. They weren't getting anything back from us. It was all ours at that point. And the rest of the evening, we, we finish up uh, the rest of the voyages, and we finally get the last voyage for this Athena's chest. Now, at this point, it's probably been at least an hour and a half, maybe even two hours since we since I jumped on. By the time the final chest pops for the Athena's, it's at Shipwreck Bay. So now all of us have to sail over to Shipwreck Bay. And the Brigantine is making better headway. So gets me a beer and uh, Thorwath and I decide that we're going to get there. We have an image of what where it's at, and I've caught a glimpse of it. So we shoot over to Cannon, to Shipwreck Bay before they make it there and try to uh, dig up the chest, and we actually get to dig up the chest before they get there. So now I'm sitting here with an Athena's chest that I'm trying to swim out to our ship just as our buddy, the Sloop, sails up. And the Pirate Legend, the one that's been kind of like an unknown quantity for so long starts to get a little wise to what's going on and starts to kind of realize that we're taking this Athena's and he starts to kind of mess around. So gets me a beer, pulls the ship over and starts to she starts to blow up uh, the sloop. If I remember correctly, he blows up the sloop with a keg. And as their ship is going down, the little buddy, the, the, the friend of Thorwath is just asking questions. He's like, did you guys get it? Do you have it? Are, are, are where where's everyone at and he gets back and finds his ship is gone the pirate legend is dead and all that's left is the treasure that we that was on his ship which is now on ours and the one little rowboat that he had so at this point Thorwath is feeling kind of bad because he's he's invested a lot of time into this guy and Thorwath is a is is typically a very bloodthirsty pirate and at this point, he's like, all right, you know what? I didn't like that other guy, but you we're going to give you some treasure. And we proceed to take him onto our brigantine. And as we're sailing away, bear in mind, we have a full skull for its loot worth of, of stuff on our ship, including a mega keg in the crow's nest that is now becoming a little more concerning because as we're at Shipwreck Bay, a storm is moving in on us. And we're kind of concerned because we want to get the heck out of there before this mega keg goes up with all the other kegs and totally messes up our whole voyage, if not sink us. And as we're getting ready to set sail and get away from Shipwreck Bay, Thorwath is telling this guy how he likes him, how he's going to give him some treasure, and that not all is lost. And a lightning bolt strikes this little guy and murders him on the spot on our deck. There is a black spot where this guy was.
And Thorwath is just horrified. He's just, he's become, he just doesn't even know. He was like, oh, wow. Well, that happened. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm climbing the crow's nest because I'm, I'm trying to get an, a lookout to see what's going on. I look down and all I see is the dust of this little pirate just disappearing into the distance. And I'm like, oh, God, that hurts. That's fate. We are meant to have this treasure. He isn't getting any of it. Thorwath is still feeling bad. And after that, the guy shows up in his stream and he's like, hey, GG. And he's like, are you the one that was in the sloop? He's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, we're heading to Canning. We're heading, heading to Galleon's grave. Head over there and we'll leave some treasure for you. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving any treasure for this guy. So we get there. We're turning everything in, right? And he is grabbing, and I'm like, all right, well, what what, what exactly do you want to give this guy? And he's like, well, we'll give him the lower stuff. We'll give him the lower chests, like the castaways, the captains, and the marauders, and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, all right, fine. Just, just put it on the dock. I'm going to grab all the skulls, all the gems, everything. We're going to turn everything else in. We turn in the Athena's chest. No credit at all. We, we worked so hard for this Athena's we stole it legitimately we went through the long con to guide this guy along under the under uh, under a flag of treaties and, and we we turn it in and nothing we don't get any credit for stealing that at all I don't even know why that happened but we were so upset about that so we we turn in everything and the little guy is trying to make it back there oh Sorry, I forgot to mention, by the way, as we're sailing up to Cannon, to Galleon's Grave, a full level 50 sea dog sloop is waving at us in the distance, welcoming, wel welcoming us over. <laughs> They've got an alliance flag up. They want to join. They want to be friendly. And we just lay into them. Uh, gets me a beer, grabs the mega keg jumps off and starts swimming as uh thorwath and i man the cannons and start laying in deep just we're we're giving it to him we're not even like no mention of anything we're just like hey ahoy we're friendly and then we just start driving cannonballs into their ship we turn around and they're managing to actually survive all of this the two of them it's it's apparent that they've they've they know what they're doing at this time we're getting the ship pulled around thor uh, gets me a beard is just about to detonate the mega keg and as he detonates the mega keg the sloop goes flying it tips on its side rocks back and forth and gets stuck in the dock in galleon's grave and that's when we just finished them come to find out this crew had actually been working on merchant crates they had a whole bunch of plants and rum and silk and a lot of it had to get turned in at galleon's grave so they were probably just hoping that we were friendly so that they could get their stuff turned in so now we have a bunch of broken bottles and dying plants on our hands uh, in a rowboat off, off the side of there. And that's when we started to actually turn in all of our stuff. And I'm thinking about it this time. We're, we're pretty much done for the night. We figure that's, that's about it. And as we're actually getting ready to log off, that's when uh, we, we tell the little guy that's in his sloop to just come to Galleon's grave. We're all leaving. There's a bunch of treasure on the dock. Just come get it. And I kid you not, the, the sea dog sloop that we had just murdered was ahead uh, wherever they respawn they spawned back up and they were still ahead of the little guy trying to make trying to get his sloop back over to galleon's grave to turn in some of this uh thorwath logs off for the night 
and gets me a beer and I are like, okay, well, I still have meat that I want to go turn into three paces east uh, sea post. And he's like, all right. So we, we grab the big brigantine. I grab a couple of the captain's chests that were sitting on the dock. I just turn those in. I'm not giving those to that little guy. And we sail off to the, the sea post to go turn in the treasure. Because at this point, I just want a lot of gold. I want the gold. Just give me the gold. I know what's coming. I, I want to get the gold. As we're sailing, the two sloops meet and start duking it out at the fort and all we hear is we're just peacefully turning in chunks of cooked kraken into the in, into the 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 sea post are these cannon fire shots just just slamming into each other at galleon's grave outposts as they're trying to sink one another so they can get the measly bit of gold that's left from everything that they've lost there's a handout just sitting on the dock and it's up to both crews to try and work out who's going to survive to actually get it it was amazing it was probably one of the best nights i've had in a long time playing sea of thieves and it was definitely the hardest to try and keep under wraps of what we were doing, who we were fighting, how much we were giving to them, and then hearing hearing both of them in the distance just duke it out to try and get what little bit of gold was left over from the last three hours worth of work was excellent. I, I loved it. It was so much fun, and I, I love playing with those guys. They're both working on their creator's crew. I think that night I managed to actually finish up most of my uh, creator crew stuff. I've actually capped out on all of those. I've streamed enough. I've watched enough content. I've had enough viewers. Shouts, shout outs to all of the raids that I've had. So um, I, I, I've had plenty of people come out and actually just dump their raids into my channel. I appreciate it. As soon as that happens, when I'm finishing up, I try to find someone else who's streaming that doesn't have a lot of people and actually give them the viewers that just got into my stream so that we can try and get people these 20 concurrent viewers uh, so they can get these commendations done for the creator crews. It's been awesome to be able to share the community with other streamers out there. So if you have someone in your chat and you're leaving for the night, try and find another sailor uh, to try and pass on your, your folks to them so they can try and get closer and closer to completing those actual creator crew cosmic or uh, uh, accommodations the last thing that i wanted to touch on and i'm going to take a quick break but i did get a couple emails in all right pirates so i've got a couple emails like i just mentioned i want to try and get these done as quickly as possible that way i'm not leaving you guys uh, with a really really long episode about me just talking about it but i had to share these with you uh for the end of the episode so if you remember last week, I was out sailing with the Keelhauled Discord crew, and we had had a lot of fun doing a Devil's Roar Athena. And I mentioned that there was a galleon out there, and I got an email from the person who was on that on that galleon. So Deckhand Miles writes in, "Hey Captain Logan, huge fan of the show. On this week's episode, you talked about how you were running a." devil's roar or uh, uh yeah devil's roar athena saturday night and there was another galleon also working on a uh, on an athena's out there just wanted to say thank you for not sinking us my crew captain divine killa miles uh, is online which is himself and then risque 60 were three manning or one manning and two womaning a galleon when we saw you guys enter the devil's roar we were afraid you were going to sink us but instead you guys were polite and even waited offshore of an island while we finished up our quest there while we really appreciate the sea of friends i gotta say you should have sunk us we had uh the loot from not only our devil's roar athena 
on us, but also two skull forts we had cleared out prior. At the same time, we were generally Sea of Friends type players ourselves, so it was really nice to receive the same type of treatment we try to promote. When I listened to your show Monday evening, like I always do, I was geeking out over the fact that we almost crossed swords. It was great seeing you on the seas. Thank you for helping make and keep the community around this amazing game so positive and healthy. Until next time. Deckhand Miles, thank you for sending in this. This was a treat to be able to read. And honestly, I kind of wish we had actually gone for your ship now because that would have been awesome. I, I would have definitely appreciated all that loot courtesy of you. Uh, hopefully in the future we will get a chance to cross swords and I look forward to that day. The next email that I wanted to get into, this comes from First Mate Grime TX. Afternoon, Captain. Thank you very much for continuing the podcast. I love it, and my son loves hearing a different insight into the game he is trying to get more of his friends into. Anyway, today I was out sailing for Reaper's Chests, and I had just finished dropping loot off for three chest runs, and I figured I would go for one more. As I enjoyed the wind in my hair and the sea on my face, I sailed from the Devil's Roar to just north of Smuggler's Bay. No ships in sight. I go for the deep dive and collect the chest and loot. As I venture towards Sanctuary, I spy a sloop changing course. I have no doubt they want my shiny coin. I steady my course and nerves. I'm ready for war. Just as the sloop crests the waves off my port side, I open fire. He tries to harpoon me or my ship and holds just long enough for me to pull, put a full 10 cannon shot into him. Harpoon to patches and I sail away to the port for Duke the Dark Lord. I am in complete disbelief. I sunk another ship solo. It was such a rush, and I quickly turned in my loot and had to log out for now to more adventures later. First Mate Grime, thank you so much for writing in that story. I'm so happy to hear you had such a positive outcome with that, and kudos to you for solo slooping out there with Reaper's Chests. It is a lot of adrenaline and excitement and anxiety on what's going to happen out on the seas, and I'm really glad to hear that you had a very fortunate night and managed to take down another ship while you were at it. Pirates, that's going to do it for the stories. Thank you so much. I did want to um, reach out. I did get a five-star review this week, and I did want to call out that person. It's Desert Fox put out a five-star review, says the Sea of Thieves podcast you need. Side note, been listening to this podcast on Spotify and had to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. And I did want to say thank you, by the way, uh, to all the Spotify listeners out there. I know you guys encompass a lot of the viewership that I get, and I do appreciate uh, you listening to the, the podcast on Spotify. I know it's a lot easier for other people. Uh, back to the review. Um, I work an odd schedule, 10 hours a day for seven days consecutively and a seven day break after. Sounds like something I know from uh, my friends up in Alaska who used to work up on the slope. They used to do a, a week on, a week off, or two weeks on, two weeks off. It was uh, very, very hard for them. Needless to say, those 10 hours need some life in them. And friend, if you're in love with Sea of Thieves like I am, this is the podcast for you. Even though I've been playing since launch, I started from the beginning of the podcast like any good story should. It was exciting to see Captain Logan's theories forming and witness just how on target he was with them. Captain Logan does an excellent job with his podcast. He's interesting, he has a great voice, and he keeps his audience engaged. Production value is well over 150%. Well done, Captain Logan. Can't wait to see what the future has in store. Simply, 
Desert Fox. Thank you so much for your five-star review. I truly appreciate you taking the time to come over from Spotify onto the Apple Podcast app to leave that review. It always helps discoverability. I always want to make sure that people have a chance to get more Sea of Thieves out in their life when they want it and they don't get to sail because not all of us get to sail all the time. But it is good to have a, a nice way of keeping up with the story and the, the lore and the news. So like if, if right now, if you're listening and you haven't gotten in to get your commendations done for the smugglers run stuff, get on it. Go out there, get it, work on it. Try and have uh, some help, some folks help you out. If you need help finding people, the Discord is always a great way to do it. I have the Keel Hall Discord server. It's a great place for people to come in to chat about the game, to chat about other games, to chat about other stuff. I just went and saw this, the, the Joker movie, which was awesome. Um, there's plenty of places to talk about stuff in the Keel Hall Discord server, as well as finding a crew to be able to make sure you're getting all this content done. If you want to get a hold of me personally, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. You can always send in an email at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. I did get an email in that, uh, or, or a couple in this week. That was great. I look forward to hearing more from you. If you want to get a hold of me other ways, you can always reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. If you always want to message me through the Xbox app, you can always do that. My gamer tag is C-A-P-T-A-I-N. L-O-G-U-N, that's just Captain Logan. And other than that, you can always find me in the Discord chatting with others, or at least lurking around to make sure things are doing good on that front. Pirates, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, if, if you have anything that you want to share with me, definitely do it. If there's something that I missed, feel free to let me know as well. And as always, Pirates, I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.